Begin and end every great trip with Diamond Airport Parking. Diamond offers car to curb service, 24-7 airport shuttles, fantastic rates, complimentary bottled water. Plus, no one beats the friendly staff. Diamond Airport Parking, just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save. That's Diamond Airport Parking. All right, we're getting a lot of people weighing in. What can be done to get BYU football rolling? Get them back on track. This guy at SLC. This guy's in love? Bass. I think the biggest problem is the lack of investment in the program financially. For sure. The teams that spend the most money tend to win the most games. There's a few outliers. There's a few people spending big, not winning big. And there's a few people who can win at a high rate with less money. But largely, winning follows the dollars. I I think that the program... And the university is not investing in it commensurate to what the fans want. So you get Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, yep. whatever it takes, basically. Yeah. So we don't care. And that starts driving the arms race that right. Riley talked about when he was on. It and is then I think out west, it falls down dramatically. I agree. There's not a whatever it takes. We'll put a lot of money into it, sure, but not whatever it takes. But and the then people you got want below to put, that at BYU. But the people want to put a lot of money into it. Oregon puts a lot of money into it, and it turned a perennially awful program into a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. True, it, it was money, 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 money. Yeah, money, money talks, man. No doubt about it. And so, so how does BYU? Because they're not going to spend a gazillion dollars. How no, do they spend? Not some, any measure necessary, right? How do they spend some more money? that has the most effective, that is really efficient, it actually moves the needle. Because there are teams that, you know, you, you spend money on something, but what did you really do? You didn't spend it wisely. It didn't have an impact. And so I go back to recruiting is turning into this national thing for everybody. We hear about the SEC schools coming out to the West Coast. We see the Utes and the Aggies recruiting in Florida in a way they never did. And it's one thing for BYU and you got church members everywhere, but for state schools, that's not even remotely close to their footprint. I think we remember when Utah started recruiting Texas, and now that seems normal. But there was a time when that was an outlier. So if you're going to recruit more places, build more relationships, it seems to me to have the analysts, the guys who sit in there and watch film and film and more film of player after player after player, you got to do all the legwork. I remember Morgan was talking about it once in one of the interviews he did. It might have been at spring football when everything's a little more relaxed, and it was right after a signing day thing. And we were talking about how they recruit Dallas and Houston. I said, you ever recruit San Antonio and Austin? That's a growing area. There's a lot of kids there. And he said, there's more schools in Houston than there are in Utah. And you only get so many trips. And in a weekend, you know, you got to drive between schools. You can only build so many relationships. It's just... You just run out of hours and people, and how do you watch all that film to know which schools to go visit? And it's just, it's too much. And then we hear these elite and high-end schools have all these analysts, armies of them. And then you read, like, well, other people have 16 or 18, and pack 12 schools have eight. How many does BYU have? You know, you dig into that. If they had two or three more. Would they find a couple diamonds in the rough? Because I think we can all agree right now they could use one more defensive lineman, they could use one more good linebacker. And are they out there somewhere, and they just didn't have the bodies to track them down? Because I think the other stuff, while it's all worthwhile talking about it, man, how quick is conference affiliation going to change? How quick is the honor code going to change? I mean, these other themes like, seem like important stuff to work on, but they're not going to pay off for three or five or seven years. What can pay off in a year or two? 
I don't know if there's a school out there who has a fan base that is more disconnected. What do you mean? What I mean by that is most BYU fans, they don't even care if the head coach is a Latter-day Saint. Oh, I see what you're saying. But yet they demand it, basically. And the fan base, as long as the guy would hold up the standards, I don't think they could care less. I just don't think they matter. it matters. Well, the story was that uh, it's got to be going on 20, 25 years now that, that Larry Brown called and inquired about the BYU basketball job. Yeah, I was the one who told you. Yeah. So how long ago was that? It was when they fired Roger Reed. So it was 25 years ago. Yeah. 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 And most of the fans would be great with that. But they had to tell Larry that's just it's a non-starter. Right. And most of the fans would be, that's fine. Yeah, they bring, don't care. Bring it on, Lair. <laughs> Half-court traps? What are we doing here? As, if you can coach and win and are not going to be running around doing things that you know, is going to embarrass the university. They don't, want the, they don't want it to be embarrassed. Right. That's for sure. Uh, but they don't really care about some of this honor code stuff and some of these other things. And they would prefer that they spend a little bit more money because they look at it and think, oh, wait a second, this institution has all sorts of money as far as the... The church goes, they're they're not lacking for cash, and they want more of an investment. Is, it, is it, am I right, BYU fans? Do, or do you see it differently? Would it matter to you if Coach Whomever was not a member of your faith? I'm going to go ahead and say to most of them, no. Some of them will say yes, but I wouldn't be surprised if that broke seventy thirty. But again, that seems like something that isn't going to happen. You think that, that you think be, that could be in play? I think it could be. I don't think it will be, but I think it could be. I think it's reasonable within the realm. You know, when uh, Dave Rose had his cancer issue over the summer, they put Dave Rice was temporarily temporarily in charge of the program. It didn't fold. Dave right. Rice didn't embarrass anybody. It wasn't the end of the world. Yeah, I don't even think it didn't that change BYU standing in anybody's mind. <laughs> no. I don't think that the fan base would even mind if the guy, the head coach, or whoever it might be, didn't adhere to that word of wisdom 100%. Meaning, if you want to stop at Starbucks on your way to work, stop nobody at, cares. Stop at Starbucks on the way to work. <laughs> no, nobody cares. But somebody cares. So nobody's stopping at Starbucks. Talking about the fan base. Yeah, yeah right. Nobody among the I would even actually think some of the fan base wouldn't mind if they got together on a Sunday and did some work to prepare for the game. Which they might do anyway. I'm gonna say <laughs> may or may not already be happening, but we'll leave that alone. But you know, we can't talk about it. There's that disconnect there that the fan base the fan base wants to win, man, and they're not winning. They're losing to South Florida and totally do. That can't happen. To who? Totally do. Toledo. You cannot get outscored 27 to Zippo to these guys. Come on. Closing games like you're Washington State. Hey, oh. That just stinks. Can't happen, man. Gotta stop. You know, maybe be competitive with Washington. That's sort of a bonus now. And obviously, the last two years, you haven't been competitive with Washington. He didn't cross midfield against LSU two years ago. What the freak? It's got to stop. Can't have it. 
BYU fans don't want to tolerate it anymore. I feel for yous. I understand that emotion of frustration. So do some things to help. Get some guys in there who may not fit the mold and may not be the perfect guy. And I hear of these kids growing up of dreaming to play BYU. Don't recruit any of them. I don't want you. They work hard, they're a step slow, <laughs> yeah. and they're two inches too short. Yes. It's like, oh, we, we conjure up a stereotype. I dream of going to BYU. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Undersized linebacker coming yeah. your way. Yeah. We automatically think, you're not good enough. Now, that's pr- probably some of the times it's wrong to think that, but I think that's what we think when we hear that. You know, it's great to have the under the overachiever and all that, but I want the studs, man. I want some guys that come. I want, and you don't necessarily have to be a four or five star. I'm not saying that. But I want some guys that just live and breathe football and just want to win and, and just don't accept losing so and are frustrated and get mad. And when things go wrong in the middle of the game, then it's over. And swear and and do all sorts of stuff that may be against what we view as Sunday behavior. But so what? They should give him a pass. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Coming up, been hitting on a lot of different topics in this show, and we will get to them next. Catch you up to date on everything you've missed over the last three hours and 20 minutes. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Utah Jazz wrap up the preseason tonight against Portland. Game tips off at 7 o'clock. You can watch it on AT&T Sportsnet and you can listen to it on The Zone Sports Network beginning at 6 p.m. Rams traded two first-round picks and a fourth-rounder to Jacksonville to acquire all-pro cornerback Jalen Ramsey. They also dealt one of their corners, Marcus Peters, to Baltimore for linebacker Kenny Young and an undisclosed draft pick. Major League Baseball tonight. It's the Astros and the Yankees. Game four, 6 p.m. You can watch it on FS1. Astros are up two games to one after a 4-1 win over the Yankees. The winner will face the Washington Nationals in the World Series. Nationals get their first trip to the World Series. 51 years in Montreal and Washington. They finally qualify for the World Series. Only the Seattle Mariners have not qualified for the World Series. Every other team in the major leagues has been to the Fall Classic. I said that just to watch Yacht roll his eyes, and by the way, it worked. Top of the Wire brought to you by Action Plumbing, Heating, and Air. Are you looking for skilled HVAC technicians, plumbers, and electricians to join the Action Superhero team? They're looking for employees, paid training, health, dental benefits, and a 401k match. Call today and join the Action Plumbing Superhero team at 801-833-3333. That's Action Plumbing. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Joining us from Las Vegas, the Mountain West Conference Preseason Player of the Year, Sam Merrill. My co-host here, Scotty, he owns a home in Bountiful. Is there some kind of status that comes with stop being it, stop it. from Bountiful or, or raised in Bountiful? Stop. I've only been there for three that's years. A, Bountiful is, yeah, it's a great place. I don't, I mean, Scotty's not the best guy in the world, but he's all right. <laughs> pretty good commentator, pretty good radio guy. So, See, I, I would guess it's the land of media people, I guess. Loose morals, but... Wow! <laughs> this got out of hand fast. 
Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Here's the kick now. The pitch, fastball, is hit in the air to left center field. Robles calling for it. He's under and waiting, and he makes the catch. He makes the catch. Bang! Zoom down the fireworks. A National League Championship winning Curly W is in the box. And for the first time since The Nationals go to the World Series for the first time, PK. Total domination. Not only did they sweep the series, they never trailed. Well, it's clear they just had to get rid of Harper. That was it. Shed him, sped the money on pitching. They got Corbin. That's the main guy they brought in. He struck out 12. Number three starter. Arguably had the worst start of the playoffs, and he struck out 12 of this series. Yeah. So, so they? they're eight and two in the po- in the postseason now, right? And closed on an eight game win streak, I think. So that's like sixteen out of eighteen. They're out of their minds. The first round is a five game series, right? So they went three and two so. there, and they just won four. That's seven and two, and they won the wild card game. So they're eight and two. Um, so they're waking up this morning, preparing for the World Series, and Nick. Bryce Harper is waking up today, and it is his twenty seventh birthday. What do you get the guy who gets everything? A World Series berth for his old team. Waiting on the Astros and the Yankees. It's uh, two games to one Astros after Garrett Cole. Seven strong innings. So they win 4-1. They win the game 4-1. They lead the Series 2-1. They'll play again tonight. Weather permitting, it's supposed to be raining in New York today. Astros and Nationals in the Series? You're not counting the Yankees. I'd out. prefer the Yankees just for my own interest, yep. and you'd have the, then those places are only separated by five hours tops. When I was in the eighth grade, we took a day field trip to D.C. See the monuments and all that stuff. It was we went by train. Uh, get there a little faster with the train, but just to give you an idea of how close New York and I grew up twenty miles outside of New York City. It's literally a day trip. <laughs> yeah, you could. Down and back. Yeah, I mean, it's a long one, but you could do it yeah. in a day. So I would like to see the Yankees. I never was a Yankee fan growing up, even though the ballpark was minutes from my house. But I also never hated them either. So you just read a quote. We don't have a lot of golf news this time of year, but that was a heck of a quote right there. This isn't golf where everybody's nice and golly gee. and This is... Trash talking. This is more yeah. NBA or some college football is, writer or something. Uh, if you have spoken to some PGA folks, they've got robberies going on. They do, but they don't usually talk about them publicly like this. And Bruce Kepp, because somebody asked him about being a rival with Rory McIlroy. And he said, I've been out here for what, five years? Rory hasn't won a major since I've been on the PGA Tour. So I just don't view it as a robbery. McElroy, give me a break. I'm not looking at anybody behind me. I'm number one in the world. I've got the open road in front of me, and I'm looking in the rearview mirror, so I don't see it as a robbery. 
If the fans call it a rivalry, that's on them, and it could be fun. Fun. Look. I love that look. 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 I love Rory. He's a great player, and he's fun to watch. But it's just hard to believe there's a rivalry in golf. I just don't see it. I like it. He's a little bit of dissing. A little bit. Roy. Yeah. I mean, Kepka's the man right now. He is. Yeah. And the stuff he talks about, it's... It seems like we've had like three different young guys with Spieth rotate through, and okay, here's the next big thing. Although here's they the came earlier than he did, they yep. were younger. Yeah. But how old is Kepka? I want to say 28. Yeah. And those guys were winning, and they were younger. But to have any of their resumes in their 20s versus what was happening pre-Tiger, I mean, Tiger kind of reset our expectations for young golfers, and these guys have gotten off to fast starts like Tiger. Now sustaining like Tiger is another. That's a whole other issue. But nonetheless, if you're trying to get to five, six, or seven majors, which pre-Tiger we thought was an awesome career, and now Tiger's kind of skewed the perception, the reality think, is five, six, or seven is still yeah, an awesome career. I don't think he career. skewed it. You're right. I don't think so. I, don't, I really don't think so. Kepko will be 29, or excuse me, will be 30 in May. Yeah. So if he continues it, that That's would be a, awesome for the game. Yeah. Buff dude, bombing it out there. Winning majors, being in contention. Don't forget, Jack had like 19 second place finishes in majors. Not only did I win a lot, yeah. I second a lot too. So I'm right. always there. Right. All right, we've been talking a lot of college football today. We've had Riley Nelson and Riley Jensen on, talking Utes, Cougars, and Aggies. Uh, Riley Jensen agreed with me that he was a little surprised by all of the lines that the Utes and Aggies were favored by so much and that the Cougars weren't more of an underdog. Basically, Vegas thinks more of all three teams here than uh, many of us do. Well, the only really Washington blew them out. Yeah. But it would seem like Boise's a pretty good team and they're really vulnerable against the run now. And they've, had some, they've had some injuries that they didn't have to deal with earlier in the year. And I, I no, still sure, yeah. I, I thought it would be at least a touchdown, but probably close to a 10-point spread. And it came in at 5.5. That surprised me. So Riley Nelson talked quite a bit about uh, what to do with BYU football, how to get it back on track, what can be done. You know, there's little stuff, and then there's big-picture stuff. Here's part of what he had to say. As you look around the landscape of college football, if they want to be successful at the level that they've been successful in the past, it's going to require greater commitment because it is an utter arms race from coaching staffs and what you're paying them, from the resources that you allocate to recruiting, to the facilities that you use to attract and retain those recruits, to ancillary services like nutritionists and special weight training and speed coaches. And BYU has all those things, but they kind of have the minimum acceptable standard of all those things and the teams that are having success are going above and beyond so there does need to be a a greater commitment now actually putting that forth I don't know what that entails and I also don't know what the likelihood uh, of it is so not necessarily expecting anything right away Shane is he's expecting a lot Shane good morning hey guys how are you Good, good Shane Hey, I'm not a BYU fan. I'm a Utah fan, but I just I think one thing we forget is that BYU that hurts BYU a lot is 
they had one of the only D League teams in the country when they had hurt them immensely because all the guys they, they couldn't get in for grades or whatever they could go up there and and straighten themselves out or they could take some chances on guys and bring them up through the system and not up through BYU it it it, it, it was a huge impact on on what they what they used to do compared to what they have now. Thanks for the call. I think the loss of Rick's college certainly has hurt. Ricks and Dixie. They had players come through Dixie too. Snow is also put everybody in snow now. Seems like Utah, off the top of my head, has benefited more from snow than BYU has. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Fed more guys stashed there. I don't know if that comes down to academics where they're having more issues getting JC guys in. I'd have to ask around. Is about it that. easier to get into Utah than BYU? I think so. You think so? I haven't. Young Yock thinks so. I haven't tried to apply, so. But yeah, I think so. You should apply. Just no, go. I think I already did that. I think I'm good. Do, <laughs> I did the college so, thing. That would be an expose Channel 2 can do. Bum, bum, bum. Instead of having a soccer crap beating us over the head, and I know Back you made that school. conscious decision, but do something on that. Find out just how hard is it to get into these schools. And is that part of the issue? We keep hearing about it. We do. But I want factual information. Do something on it. Have the young Gebhard go undercover. <laughs> Gephardt's in a wig and a trench coat. He's got glasses, a big fake nose, <laughs> and a stash. Or have, uh, what's his face? What's the young kid's name? Jake? Jake, yeah. Have him do it. Jake looks like a college student. Exactly. He could, he could pull that off. Is it? Jake and his youthful good looks. Is it that hard to get into BYU versus getting into Utah? I would love to know what is the actual difference because we hear about it, but I've never seen any study. I've never seen any information that I could grasp onto, you know, like a one loss record. We can see that. Right. And we know it's how we're judged, how we judge these teams. But you hear, oh, it's so much easier to get into Utah. Hello, BYU. But I'm not involved in any of I'd that. I'd like your admission stats. What is it? Have a panel. Instead of bringing down some dopey kid from high school and have him choose a hat, how about you have a panel of guys? Do some real journalism over there. When was the last you? time we did a, uh, a hat-picking thing? It's been a while. So now he goes into defense mode. Boy, we need to that's get, fresh. We need to get back to that. <laughs> well, it's a constant personal attacks. I've told you many times. This, isn't, this is trying you know to who help did? you, you know not who, attack you. You know, ironically, who one of the kids was who came down and did the hat thing? Riley Nelson. That How about is that? Ironic. I know. And he was just on this morning talking about this very topic. And did you know that Brooks Kepka, the golfer, his great uncle was Dick Grote? I think I did know that. You did? Yeah, I think you told me that. I did not tell you Are that. Are you sure? I am positive. As yeah, positive as I am, it's maybe easier it to get into Utah then. than BYU. Maybe it's out on a broadcast. Dick Grote. Maybe Bob Casper. He was Casper National told me. League MVP. Played on the National League All-Star team eight times. Where'd he play? Cubs, Pittsburgh Philly? Pirates. 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 Yeah. He's a world two-time World Series champion, champion. at shortstop. And how about this? He was 41 years as the radio analyst for University of Pittsburgh's 
men's basketball. All right. A baseball guy. Call him basketball. Yes, because he was taken third in the 1952 NBA draft. Some big-time athletic ability there. By the Fort Wayne Pistons. Well, now we know who Brooks needs to thank for all that athletic ability. Dick Grote? Apparently. (laughs) From what you're telling me, I'm trusting you, which, you know, might be a dangerous thing to do. Oh. We talked a little, uh, oh, you got one more thing before we move on? Dick Grote's great-nephew, Brooks Kepka, once told Golf Writer Digest, Jaime Diaz, on his love for baseball, if I could do it over again, I'd play baseball 100%, no doubt. Brooks Kepka's my new favorite golfer. <laughs> Lefty, you're out. You're old news. Thanks for the good times, Mr. Sun Devil. Well, he'll be 50 in June. Yeah. We talked Utes and Arizona State with Riley Jensen, and you made a joke, and he took you seriously, although he later claimed he was just one-upping your joke. But he thought there was a shred of truth to it. Well, Utah's playing so well. How just how well are how good are they compared on a national level? Could they compete with Alabama and Clemson? And maybe I'm just star studded because I see it every day. But right now, I think they could. Well, I, Ty, goes, Tyler Huntley is just—he's playing as well as any quarterback in the country. I, I agree. But maybe we were just, save Jalen Hurts. We were talking. We weren't talking about whether they were playing um, ranked teams. We were just talking about them playing winning teams. Now, if they beat ASU, they beat a ranked team with a winning record, and they hit both of those, check both those boxes. Yeah, you really can't control your record in conference. I mean, your competition in conference. Right. You're in the conference. If those other teams are good, so be it. I mean, Clemson hasn't played anybody in conference either. And so, but yet they get the benefit of the doubt. I think there's enough, and I'm biased, but I think there's enough in the Pac-12 that if you go through and you're going to beat ASU that's ranked. You, Washington. May or may we'll not see. be ranked. We'll see. Uh, Oregon, Oregon in a conference title game. Oregon at the end of the year will okay. be ranked. Whoever comes out of the North will be ranked. And if you beat those guys, and right now, I'd say Oregon is your toughest task. And so if you're sitting there at 12-1 and with a three-point loss to SC in the Coliseum, in my mind, that deserves consideration. But I'm biased in the Pac-12. I'll be the first to admit it. Especially, if, you know, I wouldn't like to see the Sun Devils get destroyed. But if Kyle wanted to not take a knee with two minutes to go. To send a message? I, yeah, I think that's appropriate. Bring the playoffs into, and by the way, it was a seven-point loss to SC, not three. Still a one-possession game. You said three, I yeah. meant seven. It was they kicked the late 30, field goal. 30 to 20. Ten-point game, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think in... For, for the Pac-12, style points would matter. Because style points, they didn't get any Clemson, didn't get any in terms of beating North Carolina the way they did, but it won't hurt them with the Tar Heels failing on the two-point conversion. But it's not. I think it suffered a little bit in the actual ranking, but as long as you're in the top four, who cares? All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Joe Madden is officially the Angels manager. That is in a shocker. Shocking news. I think he knew that when he basically had that. But the reporters asked him, and and the Angels and he were. But the, I mean, there was a process that the Angels had to go through, and now they've gone through it. And look what was at the end. Yeah, when it was that mutual decision, I don't know this, 
but my guess is he had an, a really good idea that Osmus was out the door and he was going home, so to speak. And the Angels have sucked, man. It bothers me. Follow the team here in town. You got Trout. You're in Southern California. Be better. They really have been in a long dry spell. Yeah. And is a manager going to change that? Or they got to go do it? I mean, Everything go, can change it. I mean, not one individual. Go one, get You can pitching. get the best, second best player in the game. Is he going to change it? You need everything. They are now, what, five years removed from the last division title? And they got swept out of the playoffs that year? Yeah, I don't think uh, Trout has a, a win. He's 0, 0 for 3. Right. So what's this Cougar Boulevard down there that they're doing? So it used to be Bulldog Boulevard where Provo High School was at. Well, since there's no Provo High there anymore, since they moved. moved five miles away. Right. They're taking that stretch road. It's what was Bulldog Boulevard is now being renamed Cougar Boulevard. Since it runs through what is now the BYU campus because the Provo campus is now the BYU campus. Correct. So the street. Mm-hmm. It used to be Provo was on the west side and BYU was on the east side. and Now BYU owns both. Yep. They own both? Mm-hmm. What are they going to do with it? Medical school. New A medical stadium. school? Who knows? New stadium? I think they should put in soccer fields. Intramural fields. No, soccer. 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 Because if you don't get on board. I walked into that, my bad. When he's gone, we need to just play that a couple times. And he can't do anything about it. He can't talk over you. But he will call in. (laughs) I probably won't. (laughs) I know. (laughs) One of us calls in on vacation days. It's not really me. (laughs) Well, if you go west, it's easier. Uh, depending on what you're doing, too. Well, I, you know, I had heard some rumors that they had some athletic interests in the acquisition of Provo they High School. They do. I can tell you they so, do harbor those ambitions. And, I, and I, I don't know this, but I think that that was part of the presentation that they made to the Big 12. With regards to? This is what our plan is. Oh, using so, that yeah, plan? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, you know what we have now, but where are we going to be in 5 and 10 I'm and no, 15 and 20? I'm no landscape architect. You could but, be. I, in fact, I look at you as Mike Brady often. Uh, he's an architect, not a landscape architect. That's I don't the, know the difference. Sure. I'll have to trust you. Yeah, architects do buildings. Landscape architects. Never mind. <laughs> anyway, so... <laughs> You right into that. My grandfather was into that. <laughs> of so. course. They have some older athletic buildings that, if you look at the overplan, would be kind of to the east, eastern portion of the athletic stuff. On BYU's main campus, you're talking right. about? And so if they were to replace those older buildings over on the Provo campus, then what could they do with that space? They could kind of grow the campus to the west as opposed to putting new academic buildings over on the Provo campus. And then you got students running back and forth a couple miles and it's all disconnected. So as you build the new stuff, you build it to the west and you and you let the campus because otherwise the campus is landlocked. So if you build it, the Big 12 will come calling. If you build it, they will come. That's what Kevin Costner tells me, and I believe everything he tells me. When that would be awesome. He's on a tractor awesome. in the middle of the old Provo High football field. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 
I mean, you could just, you know, you just look at a campus map, you can kind of see the logic. You know, if you're going to rebuild the Smith Fieldhouse somewhere, it, make it don't rebuild brand. it where yeah. it is, build it over there. Make that the new athletic right. campus. If yeah. you were going to build a new um, intramural basketball facility or a the new Richards swimming building. pool, you would build it farther west, and then you could extend the academic part of the campus. So they named the building after Golden Richards? I don't think that's how that that's works. That's not Golden oh, Richards. Not, I don't think Another Richards, but oh. good try. It's the only one I know. All right, DJ and PK, I think that's more than enough of that. Uh, when we come back, all your feedback on today's show. DJ and PK, brought to you in part by Larry H. Miller, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram in Sandy. Find your deals online at LHMDeals.com. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Win, win, win. It's a win ticket Wednesday on the Zone Sports Network. It's a win ticket Wednesday right here. Win. Listen all day for the win ticket Wednesday sounder for your chance to win tickets. What? Who authorized that? To all the biggest concerts, games, and other great events here in the state of Utah. It's a win ticket Wednesday right here. Right here. Right here. Right here. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Wasabi! Kalani was asked earlier which game he was looking forward to the most this year, and he enthusiastically replied, Liberty, 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 Liberty. Would BYU allow a Jim McMahon on their team these days? Not on your life. First BYU takes over Provo, then Utah, then the world. Your feedback... And now apparently you're working in your own drops. <laughs> that was it's, funny. It was funny. I agree. Liberty, liberty, liberty. It's brought to you by Audi Salt Lake City, where you can pick up a new Audi Q5 SUV for only three fifty nine per month. Visit Audi Salt Lake City at nine ninety nine South State or AudiSaltLakeCity.com. Tonight's uh, ALCS game has already been postponed. Oh, they have. They wiped it out. Yeah. Weather's not going to not going to happen, huh? Right. How long are the Nationals going to sit around for? <laughs> How's this going to well, work the out? The World Series starts Tuesday, as that announcer said, so it would be a week. Week off. Someone's going to have to throw a simulated game there. I assume you know Sanchez pitched in game one. He's going to have to... Well, bring in Harper. He's not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> After the birthday party, he's free. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably still back there. It's just, gosh, from Philly, it's even closer. <laughs> it's like... I mean, Two and a half, three hour stops. <laughs> all right, your feedback, all the stuff you've been saying during the show. You've been going to Facebook. You've uh, you've been tweeting. Utes for life. I could care less about improving BYU. Let them burn. And then I get GIF cartoons. People burn. burning. Yes. Hmm. Uh, Jared is a lifelong BYU fan. I'm sick of losing. They need to earn my emotional investment. Drop the honor code. Hire a non-member coach. Invest more money. Whatever it takes. Either that or just go be a mid-level G5 team and stop pretending. Uh, some truth to that, you know. I can see that line of thinking. It's not going to happen to that extent, but I can see the premise. Guy on a Buffalo at 2J Nelson says, It doesn't matter to me if the head coach is a member. However, it seems like the job is treated like a church calling. Can't imagine they would go away from it. Yeah, the problem with the church calling is he, I guess you could get fired. But, uh, and you're working for free. So... They need to pay. They need to step up their game and stop acting like it's a badge of honor to underpay people. When when did that become a badge of honor? Uh, at least three decades ago. I don't like it. 
That's why I've turned down three jobs at BYU. You have not. <laughs> Dale says, independence was a knee-jerk and prideful reaction to Utah going to the Pac-12. The majority of the blame has been going to the head coach, but much of the blame needs to be going towards the athletic director. I don't think the athletic director picked out independence. Well... I mean, that decision gets uh, made further up the food yeah, chain. Yeah, but see, at the time, I, I still think it was the right decision because they had a crappy mountain network that wasn't giving them anything. So, yeah, it was somewhat of a prideful reaction, but it was also, at the time, the right reaction. But now it's, it's, it could, needs to be revisited, and what, what was best 10 years ago may not be best today. All right, DJ and PK, we're about out of time. Tony and Austin are coming up next on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.